um, artists are creative. And I don't think we have given enough attention or enough love to artists from a financial perspective. And so they're somewhat forgotten about. And so we'll talk about a small business, but we don't recognize that an artist and their artistry is also a small business. Mm. Black creativity is unstoppable. The Studio Noise podcast takes you into the studio with black artists and creatives making the art that moves the culture. You get to feel all the inspiration, technique, and passion behind the people making paintings, making sculptures, making prints, making noise. It's the Studio Noise Podcast with your host, Jamal Barber. It's the noise. Yes, it's your boy, Jay Barber. As much as we live and die for our art, it's important that we're doing everything in our power to make sure we keep this thing going. And as much as we talk about paints and brushes and what you're reading and all that good, fun art stuff that we love to talk about right here, I got to make sure that you set up for success. And that includes all the other stuff at the bottom of the to-do list that we hate the dreaded, boring business of taxes. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. We hate the government in our business. We don't want it. We want to just stick our money in our back pockets and act like we never got it. But that's not how we want to do it. No way. No how. It'd be irresponsible of me to get up here and let y'all do that. And you don't want them IRS problems in your life, man. <laughs> no, no, that's not what we're trying to do for you. I don't want that for you. But it's not only that, not just the government stuff, but you want to have a full understanding of your business, be able to run and make proper decisions. You want to know how much money we got on hand. What are we spending money on? How can we improve our incomes? All that good stuff. But you got to have a fundamental understanding. That's what I'm advocating for. Take control of not just your art practice, but your art business, baby. We, we got to get you in there. We want to work on all levels. And so when you have these kind of talks, uh, who else would I bring in? But the Studio Noise family tax preparator. <laughs> so hey, Galbraith with So Hey Solutions. She's been doing this type of stuff for a while. So there's no better person to come in and talk and give us some tips so we can start preparing and make sure we all is going legit with what we're doing. Not just going legit, but staying out of jail. <laughs> it's not paying the fines. You don't need all that stuff going on in your life. We're going to make sure you're doing proper filing, that you're doing proper tracking and get your proper deductions. That if you listen, the proper income number on your paper, baby, that's what I'm talking about, because uh, a lot of things can go wrong. When you try to do it, we know what goes right. You know, not reporting your money to the government, but so many things can go wrong for you and you don't get the benefits of your good hard work. And so we keep track of that. We performing good, proper business. That's what I'm talking about. When you get that, you get all the benefits. And so you kind of miss some of the deadlines this year already, but it's never too late or too early to get yourself together and get your taxes going right. So, hey, gives us a lot of good info today. So don't duck your head. <laughs> don't hide. Don't turn and start listening to some other podcast that ain't as good as this one. This is your dose of do better medicine. You need it. <laughs> and I'm here to give it to you. I want to make sure that we all got our thing going up. We set up for success. Everything going to go right for us. We're going to put two, two in the air for you to make sure that you're getting everything you need out of this one. So we're getting you do better medicine today. We're going to get ourselves all the way together. Because that's what we do right here on The Noise, baby. The Studio Noise, the voice of black art, not just taking you into the studio with the best in black contemporary art, but we are making sure that you are inspired and encouraged to keep making that noise. 
And in order to do that, in order to make good noise, you got to do good business, baby. <laughs> you got you to gotta do all the things that we talk about here today. Presented by Black Art in America right now at Dubai Gallery, 1802 Connolly Drive, East Point, Georgia. You get to see the Rhythm and Flow show. Abstracts and last works by the late James Taylor, May 11th through June 10th. James Taylor was a wonderful watercolor artist, former president of the Georgia Watercolor Society. Absolutely gorgeous works. You know, when you know when you see them good watercolors, it got that touch to it. It just <laughs> it just got that got that little thing. It just let the water flow. They they're beautiful, beautiful stuff. Absolutely gorgeous work. The show includes abstracts by Louis Dell's art, Romare Bearden, William Downs, Kevin Cole, and a, and a lot more. A lot of great work in the show. A lot of good stuff to see. So you got to make sure you come down to the gallery, come see the garden, just check it out in general. And you can see more at blackartamerica.com. All right, go on and get your notepad out. Get, you want to take some good notes and put it right in your sketchbook where you ain't never going to lose it. <laughs> We're going to get ourselves together today. Got some good stuff for you after the break. It's so hey, Galbraith, getting you prepared for that real art business, baby. It's the noise. Yes. This is Jamia Richmond Edwards. I'm a visual artist based in the DMV from the Seven Mile of Detroit, and you are listening to Studio Noise. All right, all right, now we record. Holy smokes! <laughs> Sometimes you make a mistake, you just gotta laugh. Just gotta laugh. Just gotta at laugh. It. Ain't nothing more about it. It's okay. It's okay. What's up, so hey, how you doing? <laughs> For the first How are time. You? <laughs> we back again for the first time. We're back again for the first time. <laughs> Man, let, let me tell you, me and Sohei have been having a great conversation for the last 20, 20 minutes. <laughs> it wasn't recorded. We're going to have to put that somewhere else. <laughs> it's a, it was a great warm up for what we were doing. How you doing, Sohei? Got, got Sohei in the building with us today. She's back with us in studio noise. Your boy Jay Barber, if you ain't know, the voice of Black Art coming at you with. A super special episode today. Uh, again, it's like remember what I say. It's like deja vu. But you don't have to the- remember. <laughs> My grace said you ain't got to remember the truth. <laughs> <laughs> we going for it today, yo. That's what's up. So we got so hey Gabbard with us and your boy Jay Barber. I've been doing a lot of different stuff. Particularly as my business has been getting, you know, doing all the things. Y'all see the boy things. out there doing TED Talks, all kinds of stuff this year. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me get myself together. I'm launching a Black Baby Project uh, this summer and a whole bunch of other stuff go along with that. And so I set myself up at LLC, but it also made me think about how I'm organizing myself, how I'm preparing myself to have to do what we all have to do. Every single American <laughs> has to file them taxes. All I know, the time. I know, I've lost half the audience already <laughs> just mentioning the word taxes. But don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. This is what this is what we talk about. You come into the noise. We're trying to make it easy for you. And the uh, tax expert. <laughs> oh, <goodness. laughs> and, and so, and so, and so hey, so hey, solutions uh, out here to help you with all your tax preparation needs if you need it. For artists and stuff, but well, let me let her tell you. Go ahead, Sohei. Tell them about yourself. 
So my name is Asohei Galbraith of Sohei Solutions, and my background is engineering and finance, worked in logistics and engineering for 12 years, and decided that I was underpaid, underappreciated, and overworked. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a friend ask me, what do you already find yourself doing for people that you would continue to do if you never got paid? I am the daughter of a serial entrepreneur. She has owned clothing boutique. She's a radio disc jockey. Wow. She's club promoter, <laughs> band promoter, all the things. Yeah. And probably since I was 14, I was helping with income tax returns and figuring out break-even points. So she could promote the heck out of a concert. She's like, how much should I charge for tickets? <laughs> and I've always loved math, always loved numbers. Yeah. Ended up marrying a visual artist and found that he had a lot of the same needs <laughs> that she had. Mm -hmm. um, and so Hey Solutions was born from me. So basically taking my love of logistics, numbers, finance, and actually working with people I love. So I like to say that artists are my rock stars. There you go. Artists are the rock stars. And she's helping us out with all our needs. Because <laughs> it's a specific need because we're out here as artists. We're basically freelancers, right? Out mm -hmm. here producing our products, mm -hmm. uh, trying to sell it to people, doing shows. We're traveling. Uh, we're framing stuff up. We're mm -hmm. spending money on materials. All the things. We're getting money. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, all y'all, you know what I'm saying, your boy, throw one up in the air. Make sure y'all getting money out <laughs> Get here. Get something. <laughs> Get something for it, for your artworks. But all of that stuff, it, it is, Uncle Sam called it income. That's what they call it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, <laughs> so Uncle Sam want to make sure they get their cut of whatever mm -hmm. that you got going mm -hmm. on. And, and mm -hmm. all the little commissions that you've done, the little $200 you do somebody's dog, mm -hmm. yo, that, that counts as income. It Uncle does Sam count want a piece of that. And it's important to keep track of it. We're going to talk about that kind of stuff later. And we're going to talk about the Youth Artist Program. We're going to talk about Articulate. <laughs> Artists call out for Articulate. Everybody out there looking for a show to get into. It's the one. It's the one. Listen to the episode. <laughs> that was the first time she was on the noise. She is an alumni of the noise for sure. Family for sure. Three-time so, graduate. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so as we get into this, um, what should artists be doing to prepare? Because I, that's the first thing. We All the deadlines have, have come and gone for this year. Well, maybe not. You can tell us a little okay. bit about that. But uh, if you already missed it, Mm -hmm. You got to start thinking about next year already because hopefully, fingers crossed, next year coming for you. It's coming. It's coming it's for coming. you. What's the deadlines that people should know and really keep track of? So March 15th is the filing deadline for S-Corps and partnerships. April 15th is the deadline for individual personal tax returns and also for C-Corps. May 15th is the filing deadline for nonprofits. And then the IRS, you can ask for an extension. I give you six more months. So it starts all over again with September 15th, October 15th, and November 15th um, from the deadlines first mentioned. There you go. Make sure you keep track of this. I know. I, I know. I feel it in the air because I, I felt at the same time when I was looking at the taxes, I'm starting to lose the audience already. The people ready to check out and stop. They want to turn and start listening to the read or something. Don't <laughs> listen to the read. This is important <laughs> stuff, especially if you're an artist. Uh, you're thinking about being an artist. You are operating as an artist. You got to make sure that you get your stuff together. We're not operating no business mm -mm. out here on the street. You know what I'm saying? Selling stuff out your trunk. Mm -hmm. Like you're doing stuff official. You want to make sure that we keep track of this. And there's benefits yes. from make sure you keep track of all this too. And so what's the first thing that you tell people, artists that sit down with you, that they need to start thinking about, need to start preparing? 
start tracking things now. <laughs> so not to wait until tax season, not to wait until, oh, it's almost April 15th. Let me get all my stuff together from last yeah, year. Yeah, what I did in November. <laughs> you try to remember. <laughs> it's real hard to remember stuff 12 to 15 Facebook. minutes later. <laughs> yeah, look at them Facebook reminders. Uh, to see. Like, what, <laughs> what, what did I do? What was a year ago? <laughs> um, but no, starting early. So just keeping track of all of your expenses. But one of the best ways to keep track, if you're not using QuickBooks or using one of the accounting platforms, is actually to um, have a separate bank account. So if you have a separate mm -hmm. bank account or a separate credit card and all of those expenses are flowing through that, then you know where all of those expenses are and you can go back to them. You don't have to remember so much. But if you don't have one of those and you just keep in notes in your phone or there's a handy dandy spreadsheet that I have that month by month give you all the things that you might spend money on, um, tracking stuff early, not waiting. Yes, don't wait for it. Mm -mm. Especially that, that bank account part is very important. Because even if you're using uh, Sohei's favorite, PayPal. <laughs> Last conversation. <laughs> she did love her some PayPal. but even and, PayPal. and that's not the truth. <laughs> it's the opposite of the truth. That's a lie. <laughs> but even if you're using uh, some sort of service, whether you, you take all your payments in Cash App, take all your payments in PayPal, take all your payments off this separate uh, debit card that you have for your separate checking account, mm -hmm. strictly for your business. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure you you want to make sure you keep track of all of that stuff. Keep it separate. Don't pay your baby mama mm -mm. out of this account. Mm -mm. Don't mm -mm. go go do random stuff. Don't go to the club and start buying bottles. Mm -hmm. All right. And then unless it's celebration after your very successful <laughs> art show. <laughs> Or, or, or and that's, that's part of your that's that's part of your shtick. Or drowning your sorrows when you take all that artwork you framed up back and you ain't sell none of it. Okay. Now, I hope that's not your story. But yes. if it is, you got to keep careful. track of that too. Be careful. <laughs> Be careful. So why is it so important to keep track of those expenses? Um, for tax purposes. So you made money. And most likely the IRS knows the money you made. What they probably don't know is what you spent. <laughs> and so you don't want them coming after you and saying, hey, we know that you made this amount of money, whether that's through 1099s or you taking um, payments through one of these online processors, because the government ultimately can have access to all of that information. Mm -hmm. And so they know what you made. But how do you offset what you made? And that's with the documentation of these very important expenses. Are the processors legally bound to report those transactions? I believe so, right? Yeah, yeah. It used to be that they didn't have to tell you how much you made or issue you a 1099K until you had made at least $20,000 or had over 200 transactions. And beginning with last tax year, the rules were changed to where $600. So that's PayPal, that's a credit card processor, Square, Stripe, any of that. So at $600, they're letting you and the IRS know how much money you brought in. Why do you hate PayPal so much? <laughs> and it's not a hating <laughs> of PayPal. It's not my preference, not my preferred provider. And it was just because they kind of switched it up. At first, they were providing a service that I felt like people needed. Mm -hmm. And then they began behaving as a bank where they kind of want to hold your money. And then it's like, okay, well, y'all, you know, need to make money. So I understand why there's this hold process because the hold process allows you to make some interest off my money. Um, that's exchange, right? You giving me a service and you making money off my money. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then it became that even as a nonprofit, even as someone moving money from my personal account into a business account or vice versa, or moving money between business accounts um, for legitimate transactions, they were still charging fees. Mm. And so now you're not providing mm, a yes. service anymore without <laughs> these additional fees. It's like you was already making money off the interest. Yeah. You already got us, you know, we in here now <laughs> and you've just continued to put in measures um, to make more money. Right. 
That corporate greed starts sneaking in. They find a way to nickel and dime you to death. Get it. That 3% they yes, want it. And, and I shouldn't have to pay to move my money from one yeah, account to another. That's right. That's your money. Yeah, it's mine. <laughs> it's mine. <laughs> there you go. So, you know, that that's some that good good points. Good points. We all hate PayPal now. I mean, no, no not true. Not true. No, because if they want to come through a sponsor or something, we might be friends again. We just got to make it work. <laughs> that's right. I know that's right, Joe. So what should we keep track of, yo? So I know we need to keep track of brushes, keep track of watercolors, mm-hmm. keep track of all that. All other your stuff. materials. But what else should we be making sure we keep track of? Cell phone and internet oh, Lord. are big. Oh, yeah. So you need cell phone and internet just to handle your business, oh, your day to day. Like how do you how do you take pictures? How do you know what's going on? Hold on, cell phone, yeah. Your cell phone and your internet. So those are um, two easy ones, Mm -hmm. right? Like we can always start there. But a lot of your inspiration as an artist. So books, movies, um, streaming services, Mm -hmm. all of those things should be included as well. Um, Any office supplies, any printing of paper, or if you got a paid for Zoom account. Oh, wow. um, Any of that, we should make sure we're including too. If you have, um, if you have, if you, if you subscribe to some people's Patreon, right? Or whatever, just because you want to make sure you're following and keeping up with the latest and greatest. Um, Submission fees to art shows, Mm. admission to museums, Travel that's directly related to your artistic expression, um, going to be inspired um, in various places, right. at various shows. If you all pay the end of the high. Yes, you know for sure. Anything for like sure. That? For sure. E- even if it is high frequency Fridays, you should include <laughs> that too. Even if it's that. Too. Include that. Yes, yes, for sure. Yeah, I got that Black American Portrait book. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I got Token Rome book. Those books get expensive. I, I got think that, you got I a Gabba collection. collection book. <laughs> <laughs> but those should yes. be tax deductible. That's what's up. And so that's the kind of stuff you got to make sure you keep track of. All right, people, don't don't zone out on us. Okay, <laughs> we give you a lot of tax details, but it's super important to me keep track of this expenses, your books, material, your cell phone, uh, mileage. Mileage. Mileage is a huge one. So all of that travel that you're doing to these various places, whether you're going to the bookstore, you're going to Spelman or you're going to the museums or you're going to the um, the art supply store, the local hardware store to get stuff. Yeah. Um, you coming to 1802 Conway yes, Drive to Black the Black Art American America, yeah. all of that mileage is tax deductible and it adds up really, really quickly. And so you might drive 50 miles round trip for an art exhibit and that's a $35 expense. Oh, wow. Um, but keeping track of the mileage is really important. Yes, keep track of that mileage, baby. And that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Again, prepare. So how do you, what do you suggest for people that don't have a habit of tracking this kind of stuff? Because because a lot of artists, if you're just out there just working, I'm just out here making stuff. I like collaging. I like gluing. <laughs> I don't like tracking. What do you suggest? So there are a couple apps. MileIQ and Hurdler um, immediately come to mind. They'll help you track your mileage, but you do have to have it on. And you have to say, okay, this is business. I'm about to go do some business stuff. And it's tracking your mileage in the background for you. So at the end of the year, you get a great report that says you drove 18,465 miles. And you're like, oh, that's a $12,000 deduction. Like, oh, that was hey, awesome. Yeah, that's all right. Um, or you can also just keep a log in your notes. So you can say on... Wednesday, May 10th, today I drove to Black Art in America. And how many miles was that from your house? Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to times it by two, <laughs> do some <laughs> multiplication. And at the end of the year, you may have something really long and tedious, but you have it. 
Yeah. Um, and it definitely will help you reduce your tax liability. Yeah. I think that's the one of the points we were making before about how how much of the preparation is necessary. That you just have to have the information. You just have to have yeah. the miles. You just have to have an idea of where you're spending your money. The mm-hmm. receipts for everything. Talk mm-hmm. about receipts a little bit. Yeah. So keeping those receipts is important. <laughs> Having the receipts is important. But we also know we're in kind of this digital space. And so the downloading of receipts or a lot of times you'll swipe your card and they'll say, would you like me to text or email this to you? You can have an email. To you can go to the post office and you're shipping off a beautiful piece of artwork that you just sold to somebody and they can text you or email you your receipt mm-hmm. and having those things um, in a documented way, but it's not taking up a bunch of paper or the mm-hmm. receipts aren't starting to fade or the thermal printing ain't starting to smear, oh, yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> um, off on your, <laughs> on your greasy fingertips <laughs> yes. when you're eating that Bojangles. Yeah. So keep <laughs> all of those receipts, but as much as you can store those digitally or electronically. And so like when you purchase a flight on Delta, then mm-hmm. Delta's going to email you the receipt and the confirmation. And so you have it. Um, but just keeping track of those things in real time, and often you can go back and pull them together. Yeah, shout out to all my procrastinators out there. We don't want to, we don't want feel y'all to feel left out. We hear y'all, we see y'all, but don't do it. Like you got, you gotta at some point you gotta like put your foot down and say, today I'm gonna be a not a businessman, a real businessman, mm-hmm. and make sure that you're handling your business properly. And so timely, if, if you timely. can get it immediately. Have a file on your computer for your receipts. Yes. You like have a separate little function, you know, in your email, mm-hmm. just have a little folder. Receipt. Move to receipts. Yes. <laughs> so you make sure you keep track of all of it. If all of it is in the same place, when you go back and look for it, you're not digging through folders and Years you know, pulling out your pants <laughs> pockets and stuff like that, trying to hope you find some stuff. Mm-hmm. Because um, most likely if the IRS asks you for it, it's going to be about three, four years after the fact. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be immediately. <laughs> yeah. And if they, if somebody ever do ask you for it, you immediately going to have adrenaline rushing through your system mm-hmm. and forget all the stuff that all you're supposed to be doing. So just make sure you have everything in place. Mm-hmm. If we can find some way to stabilize your art practice, not just your art practice, but your art business practice. Yes. Make sure it's stabilized. Make sure you are doing everything properly. It becomes almost uh, instinctual. Yes. And in how you're doing it. Like you're just automatically. Habit forming. Automatically. Automatically taking pictures, automatically filing stuff, automatically mm-hmm. moving it, automatically tracking. It makes everything a lot easier mm-hmm. by the time they come see somebody like you. <laughs> and I appreciate those people, too. I appreciate them a lot. I'm sure. I'm sure. Because what kind of problems can people run into when they don't like keep track of stuff? The biggest thing is that you probably end up overpaying in taxes. So if you're a good person trying to do the right thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> as most of us are, we're trying to do the right thing. We're not trying to get over. The IRS is one of those games where the house always wins. So yeah. what are you leaving out? Right. So if you're trying to do the right thing and you got, okay, well, I got this much, you might have 80 percent of it. And that's great. But that other 20 percent, you giving somebody money you shouldn't be giving. Like we need to keep as much of our money as possible. That's right. It's like a little dance. (laughs) (laughs) It's like I want to hold enough for you. Mm -hmm. I want to give you too much. Mm -mm. though. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I can be doing other stuff with that money. Yeah. So if you're not tracking it and keeping good records, then most likely you you paying more than what you should be paying. The Black Arts Family Reunion is coming June 16th through the 19th, marking the one-year anniversary of the Bio Gallery with thought-provoking lectures, panel talks, networking opportunities, and an art family cookout. It's going to be a big fun. 
Stay tuned for announcements on attendees, but go on and plan to be here at the Buy Gallery, 1802 Connolly Drive, East Point, Georgia. Check out blackartamerica.com for more. Hey there, I am Arnika Dawkins, gallerist, owner of Arnika Dawkins Gallery, specializing in fine art photography, and you are listening to Studio Noise. All right, so we're talking about getting set up for success. Most people, when they are going to file taxes, are going to file as a sole proprietor. Mm-hmm. Am I right or wrong? That's where they start. That's where you start. Mm-hmm. And so you can't move into an LLC. How would an LLC be filed? So an LLC is filed if it's a sole member LLC, an individual person who um, has an LLC. It's filed the same way. It's filed on a Schedule C on your 1040 personal income tax return. There's no difference. So the LLC is limiting your liability as a company, but it's not changing your taxation. Oh, well, <laughs> it's the same. Yeah. It's the same. But when we talk about what like, what kind of liability are, could artists run into, like we're trying to do some stuff. <laughs> we talked about an example the first time. Yeah. Well, but <laughs> I mean, people, people in the U.S. like to litigate, right? Like we're mm-hmm. litigious people. Yes. And so, Jamal. That's you, the American way. <laughs> that, that is they way. Um, you could have been contracted, right, to finish a commission piece. And this man's like, I need you to do this commission of my beautiful wife. And marriage is really, really rocky, and I'm trying to save it. And then you do the piece, and it's horrible. <laughs> and he says it's the reason why his marriage completely folded, and he's coming after all of your personal assets. Oh, Lord. So as an LLC, there would be some limited liability. Lord, I'm um, But again, that's a legal thing. And so what we really want to make sure is that we're not commingling personal business or personal things with business things. Mm-hmm. Nah, I, I like that because <laughs> we do not want that. <laughs> you don't want somebody to be able to come after all of your personal effects and based on some business transaction. Yeah, that's wild because he uh, like. If I like you, a sculptor, and your sculpture fall over on somebody or something mm-hmm. like that, like all that kind of stuff. Or as you be. start curating shows and you invite artists in and artists can say you ruined my reputation mm. and wasn't a good show and you misrepresented me and all of that. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's <laughs> something out there to be prepared for. Do you find that most artists need to be an LLC? Like, is it is it a certain uh, money dollar amount that you need to get to in order for it? to really be of a concern to you. I mean, I, th- I think it's, it's good, right? You like start strong and stay strong. So it's not a bad idea. <laughs> so like, it's, it's, not, it's not like, oh, this is a bad thing. You just have to understand what it, what it means. Right. Um, and also just knowing that it doesn't just stop with you filing the LLC. You have to make sure that you're not commingling, again, the personal things and the business things and you're keeping them separate and you have a separate business account and you have a separate personal account and you're not moving money haphazardly between the two. Like that's just as important. But if and when time comes that the IRS is asking you some questions, having this separate entity makes it look like you're just that much more about your business. So you have it, it's separate, you know what's there, you you know that all of my business activity is happening here under this umbrella. I set this umbrella up for a reason, it's there, it's doing what it's supposed to do, and it's being looked at differently. So everything that flows into and out of that bank account tied to the LLC, that's business. But so it, even if I went to Kroger and I put stuff in that account, I was... I had a little thing at my studio and I wanted to have some light bites for people. But this was definitely business because it came through this account. And the only things that I moved through that account are business things. Right. Right. Make sure you remember that. Don't buy toys for your dog (laughs) and all this kind of stuff unless the dog is part of the art. 
Unless it's part of the prop and you was doing some artwork. Yeah, it'll make, make sure we we making sure real business. We talking mm-hmm. about real business right now. Make sure everything stay together. We want everybody to be free because, like you said, you can go to prison off yes. like, this kind of stuff. Yes. Like if you're not like filing your taxes properly, because Uncle Sam gonna get days that we know that for sure. And right. you don't know when or how. You don't know when or how. They <laughs> can come and get you. Like what you mentioned in our previous conversation, what's the statute of limitations? On if you don't filing? file at all, <laughs> there is no statute, right? There's no they statute. can come after you whenever. So if you owe the IRS money, like that does it doesn't go away. And it's not something that you can write off in bankruptcy. <laughs> like it mm-hmm. is with you. Yes. So we make sure. And we even do all in that. death, I mean, they could come after your estate. Like, oh, just, Lord. Yeah, it's not. Yes. Yeah. Don't, don't let your mom and them have to, go, <laughs> have to deal with your foolishness and mm-mm, shenanigans. Mm-mm. Like, Real get time is together. the best way. Real time is the best way. <laughs> get your stuff together. So I hope everybody hold on with us. We're talking this good tax talk right now, but make sure you got to get your receipts. You got to keep track of your mileage. You want to make sure you having all the stuff set up properly as you're doing it. And so now we get all this stuff together. It's January 1. Yeah. Time time for you to get your uh, flood of, of artists coming to you for mm-hmm. your preparations. Um, what should we what do you want to make sure that people know about what forms to file if they're going to try to file them themselves? If you're real smart out there and you don't need so hey help. <laughs> <laughs> you go, you go, go at it alone. What kind of forms are they? Yeah, as a as a freelancer, um, the ten forty and the Schedule C. But honestly, with a lot of the online tax software, it'll walk you through it. I just don't find that they do a really good job with artists and mm. small businesses. Why um, not? Um, artists are creative, and I don't think we have given enough attention or enough love to artists from a financial perspective, and so they're somewhat forgotten about. And so we'll talk about a small business, but we don't recognize that an artist and their artistry is also a small business. Mm. Um, again, we talk about research and development, right? Like we talked about all these R&D expenses And if you go to a traditional tax preparer that's not used to working with artists or hasn't thought about it in that way, they're not thinking about your art books. I had one guy, um, he's a comic book. He illustrates, right, for major comic books. And he spends a lot of money on comic books. And he came to me and we started talking. I was like, I don't see any expenses for your comic books. He was like, oh, I've never written that off before. Like no one ever told him like you all those comic books that you read that are like part of your not just inspiration, but that is how That's you know how job. to tell yeah. the story like it's necessary. <laughs> That's part of his job. I had a video game designer this year. Same thing. It was his first year with me. And he was just like my video games. I could write off my video games like. You design video games for a living. Like, that's what you do. (laughs) So that's a part of it. But I don't think just as society, we give enough credit and attention to that creative workforce. And so we don't think about it in that way. I I get that a lot. Because even as you, well, I'm saying this, I get the idea behind that. Because even uh, if I'm teaching at Georgia State, a lot of the parents don't understand that the art is a job. Like, it's Mm -hmm. not just you out having fun Mm -hmm. like doing whatever like yes it is fun but it is a lot of work to be an artist and thought yeah like there's a lot of thought that goes into your preparation for your shows for your talks for all the things it's not just something it's like oh i just want to do whatever today and i'm doing it without thought and intention yeah and so do you think it's better for people to go and find a tax preparer or to try to do it themselves like when do you know that I think you should always have somebody who's a professional in the space. And even if you're pretty good, I would just suggest you go to a trusted professional this year 
and then take what you learned this year and then wing it yourself for the next three, four years. Mm -hmm. And then maybe come back when something has changed or things have grown a bit. Um, But I think always having that level of interaction and engagement with somebody who's closer to knowing if that's not what you do. That's true. Guys, just like art. (laughs) right? I could draw it myself, Jamal. I could (laughs) do that. Exactly. (laughs) It's going to look just as I could trace yours. Yeah, they don't don't (laughs) give you a lot of credit for the experience and the Mm know-how and all the little ins and outs and stuff that people you might not know like to deduct your comic books if you're a comic book artist or Mm -hmm. something like that. And so that's what we need people to come and help you. So whenever you, if you even think you kind of need help, you need help. Just go ahead and get some Like, go ahead and get it. (laughs) Or just be confirmed that you didn't need it, right? Like, okay. that's true. Yeah, I was right. (laughs) (laughs) I've been right all along. But I will say that I don't know that I've ever looked at someone's tax return who did their tax return themselves and I didn't find something. Mm -hmm. And that something is usually worth what you would have paid for preparation. Mm -hmm. There you go. Make sure you're doing it. Oh, did we talk a little bit about um, the importance of not trying to hide your income. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because this is super important that we, you know, every little bit of money that you get and you put it in your pocket and you think it's all good, like it'll come back to you uh, in some way or fashion. Tell us about that a little bit. So with the rising cost of housing, right? Like whether you rent or whether you're trying to buy, you need documented income. <laughs> and so if you're not documenting all of your income and showing this money coming in, that's a problem. Um, you're selling yourself short. And even with the healthcare marketplace, like you need to show income in order to qualify for certain healthcare levels and to be able to get it, you have to actually file your taxes. So not filing your taxes or thinking, oh, I don't need to include all of my income unless you have a whole lot of money and are able to operate just on a purely cash basis. At some point, you're going to need that income documented. Of course, it's also the legal thing to do. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> let's go ahead and document <laughs> the income and not wait um, until it becomes necessary. That's right. And Good. a lot of times you'll come after the fact, be like, oh, I'm trying to buy a house next year. Let me get my taxes in order. You about two years too late. Like you mm-hmm. two years out from being able to do the thing you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Because they want to see that record. Mm-hmm. They want to see the numbers because it's got to justify uh, whatever loan you're trying to get for mm-hmm. your house, uh, even if you're renting an apartment, they want to yeah. see a certain amount of income to mm-hmm. know that you can afford yes. uh, an apartment at that level. Um, I don't want to say this. <laughs> How you said it the first time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, and you really want to make sure that you're documenting your income properly. And don't try to fudge it, right? Mm-mm. Because it doesn't give, you don't get any benefit from underreporting your income. And in fact, it could lead to major problems. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the benefit is that you could end up paying less in taxes, right? We're not going to act like there's no benefit, but overreporting or underreporting can, you know, lead you to jail. Oh, oh, <laughs> she said it so lightly and nicely. <laughs> Jail's not no fun thing. It is what it is. It's not, uh, it's not nice. It's just, it's just the truth. <laughs> nah, because they came out the Wesley. They're going to come out the YouTube mm-hmm. if, they, if they get a chance to. And so, any. They just came after Beyonce for almost a million oh, yeah. dollars. They're yeah. coming out to everybody. If B got to play it, <laughs> you know you, you, know you got to pay it. Uh, last thing, anything that you want to make sure that people know right now, starting to get prepared to do for next year start tracking start tracking start tracking just tracking all the information and it's nothing we can get away from so even when you're not 
putting money aside for taxes, you're basically taking an interest-free loan from the government. So as an artist, you have freelance income, right? Like you're just making this money, somebody sends you a check, and it's $4,000. But you owe taxes on that money. So if you have a job and you made $4,000, you're not going to get $4,000. They're going to take their cut. Mm -hmm. Um, Similarly, you should be putting money aside and planning for that from a tax perspective and not waiting. Absolutely. Don't wait, Joe. Don't wait. You get it all together. I'm going to get myself together. Everybody out here listening to this podcast, still, please hold on. Okay. We don't went through a lot of tax details today, but it's super important. Make sure you take your notes. Make sure you're getting all your deductions at the end and then find yourself in a good situation for next year. Don't miss the deadlines. Don't have them coming after you because that old one, they ain't got no receipts from old one. They coming after you, though. They want their money. That's all I'm talking about. So, so hey. More stuff for to talk about with you. You're not just a tax preparator. You know, <laughs> you <laughs> tax preparator. Just, yeah, no, you don't I just do dead. that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. You do a lot of different stuff. Let's talk a little bit about your youth artist program. Yeah. Yeah. So some years ago, uh, my husband, George, is a high school art teacher at Westlake High School. And grading AP portfolios and governor's honors portfolios, he noticed that there was a, a delta in the portfolios. And the delta wasn't talent. It was exposure. Mm. And he felt like his students weren't being exposed in the same way. And we found, consequently, artists on the South Side weren't being exposed in the same way. Mm. And so the idea was born to offer students experiences outside of the classroom. So how do we, the curriculum is fine, but the curriculum is only going to do so much. How do we give them experiences outside of the classroom that inform their artistry and adds to kind of the depth and breadth of what they're producing? So um, eight times a year, we take the students outside of the classroom. A few times a year, we invite instructors um, from the artist community, real working artists, um, to engage with the students. So whether we're taking them to Spelman or to the High or hopefully Black Art in America, um, Hammond's House, but we're giving them experiences and showing them um, where they can see themselves. And so Peter Street Station is a great one. And they're always like, oh, my goodness, or Zucat. They're like, oh, like you, you see that breath of what artists are producing um, and that it's possible um, in seeing themselves in that space. So even um, we did a couple of field trips with Clayton County High Schools, but we're mm. just trying to get these Southside kids um, and give them something that's probably north of 20 and what they're not typically experiencing. Absolutely. And I, I was a judge for the governor's honors program one year and there was a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even in terms of how the teachers are preparing mm-hmm. for it, it was mm-hmm. like uh, up north and a lot of the schools, Gwinnett and all these other mm-hmm. places, they spend a lot of time preparing, mm-hmm. like basically like grooming their students like year to year, mm-hmm. um, specifically making certain artworks that you need to fit the portfolio mm-hmm. uh, requirements and stuff like that. And so you don't get a lot of that on the South side. And it's mostly funding and it's a lot of other issues mm-hmm. quote and sometimes too just in what the the students want to produce but we also have to celebrate those students in the same way so whenever we've had end of year art exhibits we don't put them in the hallway at the school like we don't put their work up on easels you know to showcase their work we want to find a space where the students can see their work up on gallery walls like that's what we want to have for them and we want them to feel celebrated Mm -hmm. and so just as you wouldn't have your all-star basketball team play in a dirt park right we don't want to give our students experiences that don't want them to elevate and to be somewhere else Um, but also I feel like with these programs, they don't um, 
they don't necessarily have our students in mind. Mm -hmm. And so when you look at the criteria and what they're looking for you to produce, it may not be with that Southside student in mind, but we know they can produce great artwork and we want that artwork to come from within them. And so long as they feel good about it and they've yeah. been exposed, then yeah. we feel good too. And it's not a talent thing, like you said. Mm -mm. It's only it's only opportunity and mm -hmm. structure. How these programs are structured are mm -hmm. not necessarily catered to catered to the <laughs> catered <laughs> to the particular students. Uh, once they students see their work in a gallery setting, what do they what do they say? Oh, they feel good. Yeah. They feel real good to see their work up on a wall, to see their work framed, those things, and that's what we use the funding for. So we don't put up artwork that's not in a frame, you know, like Matin ain't enough. Um, and we want it to be on a gallery wall and we want them to see it in that space and to be able to see themselves in that space. So not everybody's going to be an artist, but the artist should be celebrated just like we celebrate our other talents in our community. What, are, what, are they, what have been their favorite places to go to? They love Castleberry Hill. Yeah. Like as a destination, like that is, uh, there's so much for them to see. And so if we can start at Peter Street Station and go to City of Ink and end at Zuccot, they, they get a, a breath, right? And then I think the liveliness of the community and there are always good eats in the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> so that's always, that's always a yeah, favorite. Yeah, students love eating. Mm -hmm, we know, mm -hmm, <laughs> you know that for sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but th that would probably be our favorite. What's been your favorite uh, event that you've held? Like out of all these years. With the youth? Yeah. Um, we took the students to Baton Rouge to their uh, Festival of Lights one November. Oh, nice. And so we took 25 students. Um, and it was a, a day trip, a really, really long day trip. Mm -hmm. But they really, really enjoyed themselves. That's what's up, you know? mm -hmm. like, That's the kind of stuff you needed. Because, like, I, you know, I grew up, you know, middle of nowhere, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. You see no stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it ain't really go visit like a real visit not a school visit school visits to museums are terrible <laughs> terrible like imagine like yo we got like an hour and 10 minutes to walk through the entire high right that <laughs> like no you, you be immerse them in the experience exactly. give them let all them the experience let them go because mm -hmm. you know it's a lot of stuff even then i, I kind of figured i was an artist because i wanted to stay mm -hmm. like you know we just walking past this pain it's like no like do you see this mm -hmm. can like, we talk about yeah, it, like, we, we, talk gotta, about you know, it? we got to stare at this mm -hmm. for a little while I'm like and nobody wanted to stare at it with me so mm -hmm. that's how i knew it was different mm -hmm. <laughs> and i also think taking hate to call anybody a non-art anything because everybody's a creative and an artist in their own right but art art kids <laughs> going yeah. together for those experiences it's yeah. a different level of bonding and a different level of um understanding they have amongst each other absolutely absolutely that's a great program <laughs> by the way i love it Thank one you. one day studio noise be a part of it talk to the kids or something yeah, yeah would I, you um i thought you judged one year i thought you spoke I to the students judge. one year I at did. um at Zucat. Yes. Yes. I did. That okay. Was, matter of fact, we yes. bring you back. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll come back, yo. I'll come back. I got mad time now. Uh we got that and we got articulate. Yes. Uh, coming back up, you know, if y'all don't know, uh, go check the episode that we did about Articulate and tell you how much I loved Articulate, how much it was really like a, a turning stone from uh, turning post for me, uh, just in terms of developing and taking myself seriously as an artist. It's funny we having this conversation about <laughs> taxes and being serious, but you know, to be serious about all levels of your practice is what I'm really getting at. Mm -hmm. Like with this is that uh, as artists, uh, the more intentional and the more um, committed you are to what you're doing as this is a thing mm -hmm. this is not something you're doing on the weekends this mm -hmm. is not for fun this is not because it's real you, you, you're just spending time ain't got nothing else to do mm -hmm. like no this is something that can be very fulfilling 
but can also be very lucrative for you if you approach it the right way, if you handle it the right way. Being an articulate kind of taught me that, like just certain things that you need. You need uh, to have a story. You need to be able to talk to people. You need contact information. You articulate. need a website. <laughs> you need all of this stuff uh, to get it going. Tell us about the 11th annual Articulate coming up. Yes, Articulate. We've been doing this since 2013. Um, love it, love it, love it. It's for local Atlanta emerging artists. Um, Atlanta metro area. You don't have to be specific to the city of Atlanta. We typically select 30 to 35 artists. They keep 100% of what they sell. Last year, the artist sold about $75,000 worth of work. We had... Now that's way up now. It is. Yes, the, numbers, the number has been <laughs> so growing. But I remember, up. I think the first year you were in it, the artist sold about 16000 yes. that night. It was a good <laughs> night. It was a good night. But the nights have gotten better. Oh, yeah, a lot better, obviously. <laughs> um, and... At the same time, we're trying to connect emerging artists with emerging collectors. So being a space for emerging collectors to come and get used to buying artwork and purchasing original artwork. And we usually have 800 to 1,000 people come out, and it's a good time. And so last last time, I didn't get to make it. I was uh, running around doing a whole bunch of stuff. But <laughs> this year, I'm, I make sure I'm making time for it. Uh, it's still a multi-night setup that y'all had before. We're going back to the single night, bringing everybody back into the space. Okay. Everybody's in the space. At one the time, one hit. So artists sign up, they get their own little section of the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Usually 10 to 12 feet of wall space. Mm-hmm. Um, we help them curate the space, but it is it is you and your space. You take your sales from the evening. Um, good drinks, good music. Mm-hmm. Um, try to definitely add to the liveliness of it all. Do you still suggest... Uh, um, pricing for people. We help. We help the artists if 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 they need it. Um, but then we're also very cognizant of our audience. So at this point, we know our audience. So there are times when an artist may submit, we love their work, but based on the pricing of their work, we have to have conversations as to whether or not they're a good fit for Articulate. Because mm-hmm. this is all emerging collectors. Like a lot of first-time collectors. I met a lot of my uh, still collectors. Because mm-hmm. they grow yeah, they stay with you and grow yeah. with you. Yeah, That's the goal. <laughs> so, but it's not, I uh, want to say it's particularly, it's not about a collector coming looking for a come up either. Mm-hmm. Like you're not up there trying to like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, fleece the artist no. that's here. No, we're no. trying to look for fair exchange, mm-hmm. uh, you know, proper uh, introductory price points, yeah. I would say. Yeah. No, I think I think that's a great introduction to original artwork. Yeah. Who, who was standouts for you last year that you really, really liked? I don't like to do that. Oh. But I will, I, will say, I will say that every year the Galbraith Collection has added work from Articulate Artists. Back. Like every, every year we do. <laughs> and I won't tell you who I'm looking at, but um, it is certainly indicative of what we love. And seeing artists continue to progress beyond Articulate, has, that, that gives us a whole lot of pride and joy. And what are you looking for? Like when an artist is looking to submit... What what should they artists working consistently? Like I want to mm-hmm. check out your Instagram page, and I don't want to see one piece of artwork posted every six months. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't want to see the same pieces of artwork that were shown at four or five different places. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see cohesive work where I can tell that it's you. It doesn't have to necessarily be thematic, but I I want you to have a bit of a voice where I see the piece, and I'm like, oh, that's a Jay Barber piece. Like yeah. I, I know whose work that is. Um, yeah, so the consistency of work. It looking like the artist um, and just making sure that they're working. Um, so even for us, like buying artwork, that's important to us. Um, we want to see that you're working and you're going to stay with this and you respect it. Um, using good material, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've seen good artists and the, the, the canvas is shaky or the paint look mm. a little thin, right? Mm. So we just, we want, <laughs> we want good quality, good craftsmanship, good work. Mm-hmm. Right. And a lot of different styles. Cause uh, even from the pictures of last year, make sure y'all go to the articulate, what's the articulate Instagram? Articulate ATL. Articulate ATL. Go to the Instagram account. You can see all the pictures and stuff from last year and all the other years. Cause mm-hmm. y'all still artists, y'all do interviews, a great job. All the stuff. Yeah. They do a great <laughs> job of keeping, keeping up with the artists. Mm-hmm. Um, because just like studio noise, when people come through, they become family. It's the same way with Articulate. Like you have, have people family. that do multiple years, mm-hmm. like a lot of times, uh, kind of grow out of it. Like mm-hmm. eventually like me and mm-hmm. a bunch of other people. Um, uh, but I want to make sure you know that uh, as an artist, whatever you do, do it. That's the first part, right? Do do that first. Don't make art work particularly for articulate. I would say don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but just make sure that you're committed to your practice and you have enough breath in the work. But don't be concerned about comparing your work to other people either. Mm-mm. Because the more unique your work is, probably the better off you'll be. It'll stand out. Yeah. And you have a lot of standout pieces um, at articulate this year. And make sure I get there. Yes. <laughs> this yes. year to make sure I, I get a get July. Uh, July. Get some of that good stuff. What, <laughs> what are we looking at this year? Where are you gonna be? Um, we are not sharing where we're gonna be. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. surprise. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. We we were um we're working through the contractual details and so okay. until those are firm. Yeah, but July. 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 Just prepare. Just July. You, you Be get ready your arts for together. July. You just get your arts together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for the artists, right? So the artist call is open through June 2nd. And where can they go? Articulateatl.org. There you go. That's it. That's the, the hookup right there. <laughs> to make sure y'all go check it out. If you, like I said, check out the Instagram and see all the wonderful, wonderful work yes. that y'all had at Articulate. Uh, collectors, it's worth coming out. I'm just it saying. Is. Get your tickets early, though. And get in early. Get in early. We it, we have sold out the past few years. Um, that man. happens, but um, make sure you get in early so you look get the best, man. the best look at the best work. I'm proud of y'all. Thank y'all, you. Y'all y'all been running this thing like pretty smooth for a long time. I'm I'm, I'm excited. Thank the, you for everything that y'all been able to do over this time. Thank you. Oh, that's good stuff, yo. Good stuff. And so, any last words that you got for people as we close this thing out? If you haven't yet, check out the Galbraith Collection book. Oh, yes. GalbraithCollection.com. Sure um, oh, check out episode 159. 159. We all about Thank it. You. With, Thank with you. With George and Sohei together. So you can make sure you get one of those. Yeah. Yeah. But um, no, we're just continuing to try to be a part of this Atlanta art ecosystem. Um, love on it the way it's loved on us. Dang, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> right there, can't say it no better than that. It's so hey Galbert right here. So hey Solutions. Make sure you go check it out. It's the noise. Thank you. And that's it. Another episode of Studio Noise in the bag action-packed today <laughs> but full of good information appreciate so hey galbert for coming through so hey solutions check her out so much stuff he didn't even have time to get to but next week we got don williams boyd on the podcast cloth paintings it's gonna be a good time to all my artists out there we gonna keep drilling into you it's gonna be the motto for this year you can't make good art unless you're doing good business baby that's right get your stuff together make sure everything's intact 
Set yourself up for success. It's the noise. Your boy, Jay Barber. I'm out. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Studio Noise Podcast. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Please take a second to rate us and write a review to make sure everybody knows about the noise. Follow us on Instagram at Studio Noise Podcast.